Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Not me, that is for sure. So get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. I just used the coconut oil and vitamin E shower cream, and I seriously forgot I was in my own bathroom. It smelled like a spa. Plus, it's allergen-free, so it's gentle for your skin, and it worked in as little as three minutes, so no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasted days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates, so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And that's what you really missed with Jenna and Kevin, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome. <laughs> I, I put a little Tina Stunner in there for you. Yeah, that was nice. Welcome to, and that's what you really missed. I'm Jenna. I'm Kevin, and today we have a Renaissance man who <laughs> um, enlightened us with this conversation because he, my gosh, there's so much we didn't know. No, um, he is a master at what he does. He is an absolutely incredibly talented and so so nice and kind. And we were so lucky to get to work with him for seven years. So many years. Yeah. And he's also got the wildest resume pre and post Glee from like (laughs) the Super Bowl, Moulin Rouge. What else did he do? Everything. Anything they're singing in, he's either singing on it or arranging the uh, the vocals or both. He's It's jarring. It's the one and only Tim Davis. Um, We find out so much stuff that we did not know. Um. (laughs) He was with us um, from the beginning and he, you know, like the main job that you would probably tag him for is the lyric guy, which he sounds like he hated that just that because of the amount that he was actually doing. And I honestly don't think Lee would have been what it was without him. Um, No. 
just between like the background vocals, his the arrangements, the his vocals, and his ability to manage us. <laughs> I mean, like Tim, like if you go to any Disney theme park and watch their like big specials at night with all the lights and everything around the castle, Tim is either either singing it or arranged it. Like yeah. he yes. has his voice and fingers and everything, everything that has anything to do with incredible anything. singing. Yeah, that's right. He, everyone calls on him because he He's is truly the best. So please enjoy our conversation with the one and only Tim Davis. Hi, Tim. It's great to see you guys. It's so good to see you. We are excited to have you and share with the people what it is Tim Davis um, did on the show. I feel like a lot of people um, don't know about the unsung hero, um, behind the scenes hero. The background vocal lyric master color coding star. <laughs> color coding. <laughs> we'll explain what that means along the way. Hilarious. Tim was there with us at every musical number. Um, and from then, the beginning. From yes. From the beginning. And then behind the scenes, you were also off with our incredible back, uh, you know, background vocal singers doing all the um, arrangements and everything from the, for the vocals. Um, that's like the summary. Can you kind of share from your point of view, like what it is that you did spending your time on Glee? Yeah. Um, it started out, Adam Anders is the music producer, and he called me and said, hey, uh, I need a vocal arranger. Um, <laughs> you want to do this thing? And I said, okay. And so we went in and um, we, the first song was Rehab that we did. And I remember there was another, um, there was someone else who was, who was doing it before Adam got involved and before I got involved. Mm. And uh, they had done probably six versions of Rehab. And Ryan what? hated each one. Yeah. Mm. And um, mm. so... Adam called and, and was like, they, I had a meeting with Ryan Murphy and he said, if we nail this in one shot, then we've got whatever this is, the, the series, the pilot. Right. <laughs> the pilot. Wow. No pressure. Yeah. So um, Adam was like, who do you know? Like, this has to be high school students. It can't be like, it, it needs to be edgy. And so mm -hmm. I, I called probably 20, 20 to 30 singers and we came in to the studio and we sh just shot people out one by one. They would get in front of the mic and solo and we'd be in the booth and look at each other like no or yes, or maybe or whatever. And we ended up with eight singers that night. Um, and Adam and I were both one of the singers and we uh -huh. recorded rehab. We finished at 3 AM. We mixed till 5 AM. We sent the thing over and Ryan loved it. And it was done. So, so you, wow. were, you were bringing in like sort of auditioning the singers and recording and the doing all of it all within the same day and night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you know how it is. You know how it is. And like how uh, Ryan's like, I need it by 6 a.m. Yeah. Right. But so, yeah. I also, in the beginning too, it felt like there was just more time for these things because everyone was sort of figuring it out. Uh, right. But to, that was like that from this very wow. beginning for you from the jump wow yeah oh my gosh well it worked out because that's awesome. is incredible 
<laughs> yeah, it worked out. So we we did those um the support vocals for, for you guys and then we started doing guide vocals for you as actors and so that you could quickly listen in the van ride over to the studio so you could <laughs> it 30 minutes or less and then yep. to set. and um it was exciting man we did 800 songs in six years and all of them like master quality you know like yeah. full records in eight yeah. days Jenna, the weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Yes, it is. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. We love that. I just got the silk skirt, and then I also got the um, 100% organic cotton striped sweater. It's great quality. For that price, I literally shop here all the time now because it is just undeniable. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash really for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash really to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash really. Let's talk about something we can all relate to hair removal. Not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Between Nick's cuts and razor burn, the worst. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. Nair's new scents have turned my bathroom into a spa. My favorite is the soothing aloe and water lily body cream. It smells so good. Plus it's designed for lingering freshness so I smell and feel good for the rest of the day. And who doesn't love that? Nair's new shower and body creams are super easy to apply and work in as little as three minutes and my smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. You can use it on your legs, arms, underarms, even your bikini area, which is perfect with summer right around the corner. I just went on a trip to New York to visit my family and I used Nair before I left. I didn't even need to pack a razor because I knew my legs would be smooth the entire trip. So check out the new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. So smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Did you have the same background singers the entire time? I'm sure like a few rotated out, but like what – did you have the same people? Because um, we had, you know, our demo singers were pretty much the same people. Mine you know, changed. Yeah. I, mine changed oh, throughout the oh, – really? We tried to keep – we did try to keep everyone for the guide vocals mm-hmm. uh, the same for you guys. So mm-hmm. like I remember Kevin, you had Drew – a guy named Drew. I had, I had Chris – Man, then I had Man. Drew, and then and I then ended Luke. up having Luke. Luke, wow! Yeah. I had Storm for one of them for the Michael <laughs> stuff. I had, and I was just yeah. And it was so fun because I didn't actually know these people, right. and then you'd go and you'd get these guide vocals that Tim and Adam and all these people had set up, and it just felt like such a, a challenge. Where there's the acting and all that, and the performance and all that. That it's a challenge, and then you go in and hear. These people were are so much better than us. They're studio singers. Oh, they are incredible pros. I mean, just unbelievable. And so then you'd get these demos, and you're like, "Well, it's aspirational. It's not necessarily <laughs> realistic, like, unless you're Amber." And right, <laughs> I remember Amber being like, "I'm not going to do that." <laughs> was, I was like, "Well, yeah, you can't do that." And I remember getting these vocals, and like, for example, Luke and. I would. I didn't know. I'm like, who is this Luke? This is so infuriating because he is so good. And so we start good. doing all these runs, and I'd be in the booth just sweating and saying every curse word I knew. I'm like, because I can't get this, but it made me a better singer. Mm. I think you guys made all of us so much better oh, yeah. because we had to work up to the expectations that you were putting before yeah. us in these yeah. demos because we had a certain amount of time, like you said, like 30 minutes to record a full song. And we weren't going to redo the arrangement because we couldn't, sure, we would simplify it a lot of the time, but we weren't necessarily going to change the whole thing because we were not capable of getting it. Yeah. I mean, and who are, who is yours? Do you remember Jenna? I'm sure it changed. I remember changed. Emily did some of yours. Yes. And then it was somebody who was Missy, it? I think Missy may have done. Some of it was numbers. Missy. That's right. It was Missy. Yeah. That's right. And I never, I don't think I ever met Missy. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. We would hear these demos. We'd know these like phantom voices, which we'd be like, I can't do that, but great job. Um, you sound great. Um, and then, congratulations. And then, and then we have all of these amazing, um, you know, like support singers, background vocal singers who did all the backgrounds on all of these massive songs that you were a part of that we like to take credit for that we were singing. But also on set, you were there making sure that all of our voices matched up to the recording that we were recording, to the pre-record that we were recording. Yeah, because um, also you guys, because you weren't in, look. Well, I think what many people don't understand is, and what people are surprised about is you guys did not have the time to record all those background vocal parts and the group vocals. It was insanity. So we had to have those supporting you guys. And sometimes you do like a pass over, over one pass over the thing, but 
mainly it was these. Yeah, we did that in the very beginning and sort of abandoned it. Yeah, it took a lot of time, right? We spent a lot of time in the studio doing. Of course, we're not as quick as those professionals. (laughs) And yeah, nor should you be, because you're an actor, an actor singer. Actor. Uh, Yeah. So um, I'll I'll give you a snapshot of my day. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I wanted to know because. I don't you think have I even know. all the jobs you had to do, and you were doing it every day. So what what did that look like? Um, I would get up uh, and go straight to my Dropbox at six a.m. All of the tracks, by the way, all the instrumental tracks were being done overseas, mm-hmm. so that we could have this twenty-four hour machine rolling. The tracks would get put in my Dropbox at in the while I was sleeping for two hours and I would get up (laughs) and record myself in my studio doing all the parts of the of the group vocals um it would take me till like nine nine thirty and then I would drive up to Calabasas but that is so quick Tim you yeah that's really fast doing these arrangements (laughs) and the harmonies that quickly still yeah <laughs> but, but you know, it's like that is kind of my wheelhouse. It's just what I've right. always done. It's what I do well, and I and I loved it. That was the other thing. Mm-hmm. So I get to the studio in Calabasas around eleven. The other singers would come. We'd do a guy vocal or two, and then the other singers would come in a couple more hours, and we'd do um, like four to five, maybe six hours of group vocals. Would that be one song or would that be multiple songs? One song. Typically one wow. song a day. Yeah. Wow. Now, wow. TV TV recording sessions, off-camera recording sessions are only supposed to be four hours. But literally, we would sometimes we would spend the night in the studio and sing through. Like when we did, what is that? By the Dashboard Light. Do you remember that song? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, me, me, um, Paradise by the D- Dashboard yeah. Light. Yeah. yeah. That took us like. 27 hours oh my gosh i'd go in and everyone you you know at east west and they have those rooms with the the lounges with the couches yeah would just be like on the floor with their tongues hanging out i come in and like hey 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 i need i need you i need you i need you i go in wow everyone else would fall back to sleep but it was kind of i mean that was rare everyone's poor families who never saw that number though they were all single no one <laughs> like that's part of the uh the audition. Are you single? Okay, good. You have no life. <laughs> yeah, you have no life. Welcome to hell. Yeah, so um wow, wow, wow. So we would do that. Other days, it was the same thing. It was usually four or five days a week that we would have this schedule. Wow. Um, other days, I would be on set with you guys showing you how the group vocals were recorded cuz you didn't know. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Showing you all the little different, you sing an oh, oh, ho. And, and then, <laughs> yeah, in the very beginning, I remember it was the pilot episode when I was like, I, we need a system. We can't just go in there and like tell us they need something ahead of time. And so I came up with that <laughs> dumb color coded. It was not dumb. That saved us. Not dumb at all. And we used it every single number. Yeah, we use it. By the way, outside of this, anything we've had to do post this, we absolutely do the Tim Davis color color coordination system. Let's go. The color coordination is the the lyrics to the song, and then Tim would go in 
and break it down and say like Tina and Artie were doing a song, right? And then my color would be pink and Artie's would be green and each lyric that was sung by Tina would be green, it would be pink and then Artie green and then if it's together, there was like a background color that like was highlighted with the two of us. And then sometimes they got real complicated, but- Oh, yeah. Because there were 18 people singing a song. But also because you guys were also learning lines for the next day, you couldn't necessarily like really know <laughs> so we'd be i'd come in the makeup trailer in the morning or the hair trailer and you <laughs> and go over it with you guys in your ear while you were being painted yep 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 oh it's fun Thank goodness for dropbox it was I, fun i remember once um because these backgrounds have been ingrained in my memory now where i'll be out in public and hear one of the songs not even our version of it and i'll just automatically start doing the backgrounds background. like yep. home when chris and chenoweth had to do home i remember we were in long beach and we were like in the cafeteria, like the real life cafeteria, wherever we were eating. And you came up to us and you're like, all right, everybody look at your lyric sheets. And some of us were like, yes. Most of us were like, no, no, we haven't gotten to it yet. And you're like, okay, so this is what we're shooting right after lunch. Um, here are the background parts. And you would start singing it out loud to us as we're eating, making sure like we know what we're doing. And mm -hmm. I will never, ever forget those backgrounds. And I, and I also did not know that song very well. Mm -hmm. And... But by the time you damn be sure we knew it. Like, That's the hardest thing is like when you didn't know the song really well and there weren't already like classic background vocals, you know, baked into it like a Sweet Caroline where there were ones that like you had kind of created and crafted on your own that you're like, oh, this is new and different and really cool, like somebody to love. Right. But, you oh. know, we didn't we didn't know those. We didn't we we'd have to learn that as well. And then. You know, we'd be worried about our choreography and what our faces were doing and what other lines we had that day. So additionally, like you were dealing with difficult people who are like, yeah, that's the last thing I'm worried about sometimes. Right. And, and then I felt bad because it would always be like you'd be there and you're like you're there for us for support to make sure that we look good. Right. Yeah, and. You. And Thank you, Jenna. I love you, Tim. And and I always knew that. I was like, he's spending his time here. We don't even know the million things that he's doing mm -hmm. off, which you just shared, which is crazy, the 27-hour numbers. Um, but then, you know, like we did – everybody was pretty impressed that like we were recording and, you know, lip-syncing to all of this, which is crazy. And I do I have mean, to say like the, the lip-syncing – I'm proud of how the lip-syncing I am looks. too. It, it looks too. good. You – basically trained Nature. us how to properly lip sync with the breathing and all of that to make sure it looks legit. We'll actually sing, right? Yeah, a little bit. And if we didn't know it, we would put an arm in front of our mouth or the girls would put their hair in front of their face and we would Do turn away from the camera, you know? There was one number, um, I think it was, um, what's the Whitney song? My Love Is Your Love. And we're standing in rows and nobody knew these background vocals for some reason. And I feel on my back like... <laughs> and I hear like paper crinkling and I'm like, what is going on? Somebody was safety pinning the lyric sheet to my back so that they could look at it while we were shooting. And I, I said, did not know that. Yeah. And then I would do it to your backpack in front of the, yes. on the wheelchair. But yeah. yeah, I felt somebody like pinning a, a lyric sheet to my back. That's amazing. Tim, tell us about the experience of being uh, like around the show since you were there from the beginning as well, like how it, and then like the shoot up. And then I, I have another question, a follow-up of like what your life was like after Glee. 
because I feel like all the movie musicals came out after Glee, and you did a lot of them. So I'm just, I'm, uh, it's a two parter. <laughs> oh well, first of all, I'm going to rewind just the teat and go back to um, <laughs> go back to at the end of the day. I would get home, and Jimmy Levine was a composer on the show that did mm -hmm. all the transition cues. Yeah, and I would get home, and he would have a bunch of cues waiting for me to do in my box that were due the next morning. Were you singing all the? <gasps> what? So that was me and my wife and um, Alvin Chia. A bass <laughs> yeah, that's you. Yeah. So I would Stop. do those like at midnight when I get home for like three hours and then send them to him and then get up again and do it the next day. So that, Tim! that was I have life. so many questions that we probably shouldn't talk about in public. Like, I hope you were getting paid for each of these separate <laughs> jobs. <laughs> I was. Wow. I was. Okay, okay good. good. Sure. Wow. It Tim was, was getting paid more than us. <laughs> he should be. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not good sure about you. that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. And were Tim, we getting paid? Did we get paid? I don't know. But and the <laughs> thing is, Tim was doing all of that, and he showed up with a smile on his face and was so backs. kind all the time. Do you remember the Chick-fil-A times when I would bring Chick-fil-A to set? Because yes. you guys didn't have Chick-fil-A in L.A., and I had one by my house in Orange County. And I would come up with that big, stupid, like... I don't know what possessed me because it, it made you guys happy. It did. It really Even brought us it. a lot of joy. <laughs> yeah. And then I stopped because yeah. I was spending too much money. <laughs> You're like, I'm not getting paid enough uh, for this. No. Uh, okay. So what was your question? Just your experience of like Glee being around everybody, being on set, like watching the kind of thing blow up, like being a part of that just because you were there from the beginning as well. You didn't come in yeah. to the monster like you were part of the, yeah. the growth of the monster. I'll say this. Um, I was really um, taken by you guys with your kindness, with your openness, with your humility. Hmm. That's so nice. You, were, you you really wanted to learn. You felt like it's. It felt to me like you were like, I'm doing my best here to hang up. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know what I'm doing. I. You know. And so, yes. um, yeah, that sounds right. But but that was very heartwarming because mm -hmm. when you come into a situation, I remember. Okay, I remember the first day we were doing "Don't Stop Believing" on set, and that was my first day. And I came backstage, and you guys were like, "Well, I said you guys. That's not accurate. There were a couple that were looking at me like, <laughs> Who is this? What do you?" <laughs> Please don't put one more person in front of us to tell us what to do. Right. Um, but I was like, hey, I'm Tim, vocal <laughs> arranger. What's a vocal arranger? Well, right. I, no one cares. But I said, okay, so <laughs> I'm going to tell you when your mouths are matching or if they're not. Okay? Yeah. Like, okay. Great. So then that was the beginning. Yeah, of, that was our introduction to you. We, we, you were it. just like the lip sync guy. Yeah. yeah. We had no <laughs> idea. No, you know what it was? It said, on the call sheet, it said, lip sync monitor. That was my <laughs> Like the hall like monitor. The lyric guy. Like, like the hall the monitor. Lyric. Yeah. You're the lyric guy, right? Yeah. We need the lyrics. <laughs> lyric guy. Yeah. Just binders Lyr of lyrics. Lyric guy. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah. it was um, it was really interesting. I remember also 
because I was kind of new to this world. Like I hadn't spent much time on a set. Mm. So I'm like going to get a, a chair for Video Village so I can watch you guys. And I go over to the to the chair rack and a guy was like, hey, hey what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm uh, getting a chair. No. I was like, oh, he said, I'll get it. I said, no, I, I, it's, it's fine. I'll get it. No, I will get the chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Union rules. You're allowed to touch the chair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You I can't was touch so, the chair. <laughs> I was so scared from that point on of getting in trouble, doing anything wrong, touching. like The I'm popcorn not- at the craft service. Can I touch this popcorn? <laughs> Oh, truly. Wow. So it was an education for me. Mm. But the things that I loved the most were like, I remember having a conversation with Corey. I love to ask people questions and talking with Corey. I'm going to say like the first week, maybe second week. Mm-hmm. Um, and just asking about his background, asking mm-hmm. about his childhood, asking about how he was brought up. And he was so open and vulnerable. And mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. It was, it was awesome. It was amazing, you know. Yep. And you guys were so the two of you were so consistent, <laughs> all the time, kind, warm, open, easy to work with, and that made everything so much better. There were times on the way home I would literally pull off the side of the road and break down crying because no. of the pressure and. Mm of the difficulty of some people on set. It was, um, wow. To, to have that massive workload mm-hmm. and encounter di- difficult people mm-hmm. on every level in the cast and the crew. Yeah. With, with producers. Um, it was a lot. Wow. It was a lot. And I think from your, what you did, a lot of it went unseen. So right. you're dealing sort of like with this in- pressure that people don't realize and how many aspects of the show that you're dipping into to make sure it keeps running right and so all these people are asking things of you and they don't realize that well all these things are connected and i'm juggling about eight different titles right now and with tasks like, with like overnight <laughs> deadlines on every you're single the, the one lyric guy right you're just <laughs> right oh my just gosh. get a grip yeah you just things. shut up we can do this. We can do this without background vocals. We can do this without intro music. And I could just go home, right? Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, well, thanks for sharing that, Tim. That's, sure. um, yeah, a lot of us, I don't, you know, there's just so many unsung heroes on Glee that like people don't realize how much pressure and, you know, to deliver every week after week. Um, you know, like, like even Zach Woodley, like who, Gosh. never like you guys both like never complained never had attitude like just did your job and then had to manage which we've talked about with ryan a bit on the podcast as well like people having to manage other people like you having basically coming in and being like having to teach us something but people not knowing that like you're answering to somebody else saying they've asked me to do this right. for you. I'm like not we didn't know that was yelling at you cuz you're not doing it right. <laughs> and then like, you know, for Zach to have to manage 18 of us in a room that are like, I can't do that. And he's like, well, we're going to have to do this. You know, like I'm sorry. This is not I don't ask me. <laughs> and like we, you know, it's Zach, like we had such a rapport cuz we were with him so much. Yeah. Um we'll have him on the show. I won't I won't let him rebuttal here without <laughs> being here. Um, but yeah, it's a a pressure cooker. A but pressure it's also cooker. like, Tim, you have 
I mean, I'm sure people can tell from the 20 minutes we've been talking so far. Like, you are so warm and kind. Like, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Corey and all of us, most of us, would open up to you and feel protected and mm-hmm. um, just trust you because you are that person. Like, you are just yeah. like a gigantic hug all right. the time. Even in those most stressful situations, you'd be like, okay. Just say these lyrics and everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> like it's gonna be all right. <laughs> wow. Um, and all my one of my favorite things about working with you is because we were thrown together, where you were just the lyric guy to us at first. Where I remember, where I think you really shined was on the first Christmas album, and mm-hmm. you just got to like play because those arrangements are out of control and <laughs> i remember for the life of me could not and we were sort of doing these harmony background parts for one of the songs i don't even remember what it was and you came into the booth with me because <laughs> i was trying it was it was like one verse and i was crumbling under the pressure which happened a lot <laughs> and you you're like okay i'm coming in there and also <laughs> you were not normally in the recording sessions and so right. then you were in there and it was so nerve wracking because I was like, Adam's used to me sounding like complete dog shit. But I was like, I, I don't want to do this in front of Tim. Right. <laughs> like he's 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 very good. Adam knows only we he, sound like garbage, yeah, but like, he fixes it. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, Tim's only heard the finished versions. So I don't want him to know that I'm the a facade. fraud. And you came in there, you're like, Oh, this is fine. I've done this on so many movies with like I won't say who, like I did this on this movie musical and I had no idea. And I was like, who are you? Like, wait, right? you were in the booth with this like mega star helping mm-hmm. them like you're helping mm-hmm. me now? Mm-hmm. And I also like, can you sort of like before you did Glee, you were doing, you had been doing this. No, not it's not normal for people to be able to wake up at 6 a.m. and just throw together arrangements in a couple hours. Like this is what you had been doing. You'd been doing this a lot. You worked on things like Moulin Rouge and other huge musicals. Like what was your sort of road to getting to Glee? Like why were you the guy that Adam called up? Uh <laughs> so weird. Um let's see. I, you know, I didn't sing until I was in college, so I didn't know really that I had a wow. voice. <clears throat> and wow. what a voice. By the way, go listen to his music. Go down. He's incredible. Yes. Thank you. Um, wow. So I, I was a business major in college and I got a degree but what in business, but what I... I read music. I was an instrumentalist. I played the trombone. Very sexy. Whoa! I know. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I read music, and so some friends of mine in college were like, "Hey, we don't know how to read this music in our jazz vocal group. Can you come help us with this chart?" So I went in, and I was like, "Yeah, it goes ba da 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 da." -da." And they're like, "Oh, you got a good voice. You should sing with us." I'm like, "I'm not a singer." Mm. So they persisted. I auditioned. I got it. I was with them a semester and then I took the group over. <laughs> no lie. I'm like, this is horrible. Bye. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Goodbye. And uh took the group over and we went to many national competitions and won everything. Anyway, I learned. Wow. Of course you wow, did. I think I really love 
doing this. Mm. What would I do professionally? I can't. So I'm just going to get this business degree. I did sales for two years after college. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wanted to kill myself. Yeah. I was the worst in the nation. I had the worst numbers literally in the nation <laughs> at my corporation. Um, yeah. It was really bad. I was put on probation. It's crazy. It's hard to imagine um, you being bad at something. Oh my but God. also, like, you know, thank had, God you I, weren't, like, really good at sales because you maybe have never would have never done this. But think about, like, uh, Dunder Mifflin. It was a, a paper uh, sales company, right? No, it wasn't. It really was. And I was in a cubicle on the phone. And they'd say, what? Why should, why should we buy from you if we can get it for cheaper down the street? I'm like, you shouldn't. You should go down to the street <laughs> and get it's the same product. Give it. That's how. That was, yeah. I couldn't sell something I didn't believe in. Yeah. But anyway. There was a, uh, my roommate from college was, uh, working at a church and this gospel group came through his church that was really great. And they, he, they were looking for another tenor singer. And he was like, I gave him your number. They may be calling you. I'm like, okay. Well, they (laughs) called me and asked me to send them something. And I did. And they were like, can you like come on the road? $600 a month. And, um, I quit my corporate job. I sold everything and I got on this bus and I was there for five years. What? Oh my gosh. In my early twenties. And um, they, wow. they had just built a recording studio at their headquarters. And I'm telling you, I went in there every day and I just played. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is my, mm-hmm. I am so happy. If I never do anything else, this is all I want to do. Just like, record mm. vocals and I would stack myself up and, you know, just wow. like yeah. make arrangements and experiment for five years. I did that. And then I was like, I started noticing background vocals on records. And I was like, I want to, I want to sing on records. And uh, then I was the ones that I was listening to, all of these background vocals were being done in Nashville. So I met my wife in the group. She was a singer. We got married and I was like, do you want to go to Nashville? Cause I can't support you on $600 a month. And she right. was like, okay. So three months later we moved to Nashville. I don't know a soul. I get a job at a, at a restaurant waiting tables. And, um, about five months later, uh, this lady came in who worked for curb records and she asked me for a demo. I came to her office. She listened for a second, picked up the phone, called the biggest producer in town. And, that I wanted to work with. Like he was on my bucket list and mm-hmm. I got this job on this record. Uh, and he, he called another producer who called another producer. And literally I, I was booked for weeks and um, never had to get another job again. Wow. And then three years after that, I started, my wife was like, I feel like we're supposed to move to LA. Hmm. I said, um, in what universe? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know anybody in L.A. And, right. And I was working a lot in Nashville. I was doing really well. Um, but it was the kind of thing where she really felt like God told her that we were supposed to do this. And I resisted and I resisted and I resisted. And I was like, you're crazy. God's going to have to come right on the wall for me. Mm-hmm. And God ended up making it so plain through other people's mouths. It was crazy. Mm. I don't have time to go into the story. But. We ended up moving to L.A. in 99. I was terrified. We had a little baby. I didn't know how I was going to support my family. <laughs> um, Not knowing and, at all. No. And um, we ended up 
I, I ended up meeting this lady who hired me two weeks later on Spider-Man, I think was the first film I sang on. And oh, wow, just continued from there. And uh, wow. then, then 2009, 2009, I guess, or eight, it's when Adam called me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, it's Adam Anders. And I was like, I don't know you. <laughs> uh, I really didn't. I, I did not. Uh, and he said, no, uh, we, you, you know, we, we met on that. We, we did that thing together. I'm like, Mm-mm. no, I don't. <laughs> you do not. I don't know who you are. No, in Nashville. Like, you, you know my wife. Nikki Hassman was my wife. I was like, oh, I know Nikki. We've sung duets <laughs> together. We've done sessions together. Yeah, that's my wife. I'm like, yeah, we still haven't met. <laughs> he goes, well, we're moving to, L- to L.A. from New York. And I got a call for this thing, this pilot. I don't know what it is or if it's even going to go anywhere. Do you want to try this? And I was like, sure. So Adam and I joked because he brought me into this whole thing. And we had never, we, I'm telling you, we've never met. We never worked together. But he like. Wow. He's like, you're the only, only guy I know in town. So you want to do <laughs> That's it? That's crazy. I was like, okay. It's because you, if you work with Tim. There's no one. There's nobody better. So you clearly oh, yeah. ha- left an impression because as soon as you started working, you haven't stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I mean, Spider-Man, Batman, <laughs> uh, Returns, Happy Feet. It's like Enchanted. Now, and obviously the prom, like Avatar. What? Yeah. Good lord! Tell me about. I mean, Glee was probably a large part of your, <laughs> Glee was a large part of your life, but yeah. talk to me about um, afterwards, like what, what that was like, have, did it explode? Did it slow down? Like, did it ever slow down? Like what? It actually, yeah, it did slow down. It w- it exploded during Glee because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we wanted to sound like Glee. We wanted to sound like Glee. Get right. the Glee. So I was, I was doing wow. so many jobs besides Glee. Right. Um, which made me, you know, I had to, I couldn't do the onset stuff like I right. like I did before, like the after the first couple or uh, three seasons, right? And so that's when Luana came mm-hmm. in. Yeah, and, uh, love Luana. So sweet, so sweet. So, um, it was during that that it was like mm-hmm. we need the glee, we need the glee sound, we need the. Then, when glee ended, it was like. Anything but the glee sound. Right. <laughs> but- Crickets. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hello? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so then it was interesting. Right after Glee is when Jane asked me, Jane Lynch asked me to go on tour with her mm-hmm. and Kate Flannery doing these silly little shows. It's incredible. And, then- and you guys have been doing them since. Oh, That's my crazy. It's crazy. It's amazing. Then we did a Christmas record, and we've toured that for the last seven years, I think. Wow. It's been that long. Wow, wow, wow. I think so. Wait. Well, yeah. If it ain't broke, because you guys are, if you guys go out and tour again, because I'm sure they will, you have to go see them, because it's absolutely everything you'd want it to be. It's so good. It's silly. It's funny. It's it's fun. I'm like the, you know, (laughs) Jane Jane like talks about the Carol Burnett show. And how there's three people up there, and I'm the I'm the schmarmy, good-looking guy that doesn't say much. And sh- um, she's Carol Burnett, and then Kate Flannery's like the crazy sidekick. Who, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, but it's so much fun. 
but so our Christmas tour got canceled this this last year, mm-hmm. but we're already booked for 2023. That's so. right. Yay! They're back. So that's fun. And it's interesting because I thought literally after Glee kind of died and then things kind of bottomed out for a while mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was like, okay, maybe it's time to pivot. Maybe I don't, maybe my days singing are kind of done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I was totally fine with that. Cause I was like, you know what? I've done so much. I've, I feel so fulfilled in that. And I don't want to be the guy at 70 years old going, now, why, why hasn't Justin Bieber called me to sing on his record? <laughs> uh, because I do see, you know, you see some people who get so locked into their identity yes. as a singer mm-hmm. who don't know how to let it go. And I didn't want to be that guy. So mm-hmm. I was like, what, what else do I want to do? And then I did the show Boy Band in, on ABC in mm-hmm. 2017. Yes. Personality. And that was really fun and i was like maybe i want to do more of that i got signed by a manager who died a year and a half later and that kind oh. of fizzled out and then um oh. i mean that's <laughs> it that's a true story but um <laughs> you're like no but really that happened okay. no but really i wasn't just being <laughs> <laughs> um i think it's such a key thing in our industry to diversify as much mm-hmm. as you can you yes, know definitely like i look at um uh well a bunch of different people, but like people like actors who will write a book or like Jane really wanted to go on tour. Like that's her most favorite thing in the world is singing mm-hmm. on stage. And she had never done it before. And so it was her like little dream and it's her favorite thing. Like I'll ask her, so what's the favorite thing you did this year? Mm-hmm. This yeah. she'll say like when we're on tour, I'm like, really? <laughs> this was like, season little- four of Maisel. I know. Right. I know. So you can so tell anyway. it just brings her so much joy yeah. though. And you guys are um, so good together. It's such a joy really to watch are. all of you. Bringing it's- it back to Glee for a second, what aside from Paradise by the Dashboard Light, what other songs <laughs> like were really hard for us uh, for you guys? Bohemian oh. Rhapsody. Yep. That Bohemian was an amazing Rhapsody one. and any of the Queen songs because I felt so um it was incumbent upon me to get these arrangements correct mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to what was originally recorded because I didn't want to dishonor right. of the like Queen like the, the right. those, those arrangements, original arrangements the are the way they yeah. recorded yes. them. I was like, how did they do? And Ad, I remember Adam and I talking about this, and we were in the studio. We would do some vocals in the big live room that was echoey, mm-hmm. and then we take a small group into the teeny like compressed vocal yeah. booth to get mm-hmm. a different sound wow. and, and go back and forth trying to figure it out. Um, wow. That, those things really mattered. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like I want to be the most excellent at what I do, um, mm-hmm. whatever task I'm given. So this, like any of the Queen songs, was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then I remember another one that was really important to me was <laughs> was Fahu Dore's from The Grinch because, as you know, I mean, uh, the Grinch. Is that the one I could? I think that's the one I couldn't sing. Yes. I think that was the one <laughs> I couldn't. And that's you're like, I'm coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. Now we know why. 
Yeah. And why is that one? Why was that one important? <laughs> because it's completely selfish. I, I, I just, it was, that's so sentimental to me mm -hmm. growing up and watching that film and being able to redo it. Also, I really loved the Christmas episode that you guys did. Um, may have been the first, first Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. At yeah. the Judy Garland redo. Yeah. Yes. That whole thing was magical to me. Like mm -hmm. walking on that set and seeing how the set designers uh, recreated that set. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. Um, uh, yeah. Would you I say that the queen or the Fahu Doris, whatever it's called, <laughs> is your favorite? Like, do you have a favorite outside of like the ones that are most meaningful? That was oh. just fun and that you still listen to on the regular? You know what is interesting and per and possibly offensive to the two of you <laughs> is that I listen to oh, no. the demo versions, the guide vocals. Oh, I do too. Oh, no, no I not don't, offensive at yeah, all. Yeah, that's I, not offensive. I, I wish they, those could be released because yeah, there's some incredible sense. stuff happening on those. <laughs> Let's talk about something we can all relate to, hair removal. Not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Between Nick's cuts and razor burn, the worst. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. Nair's new scents have turned my bathroom into a spa. My favorite is the soothing aloe and water lily body cream. It smells so good. Plus it's designed for lingering freshness so I smell and feel good for the rest of the day. And who doesn't love that? Nair's new shower and body creams are super easy to apply and work in as little as three minutes and my smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. You can use it on your legs, arms, underarms, even your bikini area, which is perfect with summer right around the corner. I just went on a trip to New York to visit my family and I used Nair before I left. I didn't even need to pack a razor because I knew my legs would be smooth the entire trip. So check out the new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. So smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know what you were saying, how when you did those arrangements, how you wanted it to be the best and you wanted it to be accurate and to do the music and the originals justice, where when we would go in to record the vocals, I feel like in every department, like if it was Alex or Adam recording us, they also wanted that. And so they would make sure that not only were we matching the demos, but we were matching whatever the vision was for this song. So it was always a challenge vocally, like for Bella Note, we're like, take the vibrato out of your voice, change mm-hmm. the tone in which you're singing this, like how you say this word needs to be rounder as opposed like, And so mm-hmm. everything was, you. I feel like we were working with the best of the best in all of these mm-hmm. different departments. And so to be able to trust you, to trust, you know, Adam or Alex on the other side of the booth telling mm-hmm. you how to perform something because you knew just by experience that they were going to make this sound how it should and be right. ex- the best of the best. Yeah. 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 It's true. Finding finding people that you have that you're like minded with mm-hmm. to truly um, because you, you guys know you get into some situations like who cares just do it yeah it's fine mm-hmm. good enough is good enough like embracing mm-hmm. mediocrity like yes. it, it's just such a it's so frustrating to me I cannot work that way so mm-hmm. to find I remember telling Adam early on I was like you know you're an anomaly because most music producers are instrumentalists and they don't know how to produce vocals. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to speak to singers. They don't know how to yeah. arrange. They don't know how to produce singers. Vocal producing. I think people don't also realize is a separate thing. It is such yes. a talent and such a skill. It's such a separate skill, but Adam is one of the few guys that had both mm. and his brother as well. So, yep. um, I was just always so impressed because I can't do what Adam and we would have this conversation. I'm like, I can't do what you can do as far as instrumentally because he's a fantastic musician, bass player. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Bring my trombone out and make a track? <laughs> yes, definitely. So, <laughs> I think I think that's the that's the thing. And you guys yeah. have experienced that too. When you find people at such a high level that do mm-hmm. what they do at such a high level, it raises the bar for you. Oh, for sure. And yes. um, you, it's it's so inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you it's know, when thing. we were tired and having to, it's like, oh, we have our lunch break and we're having to go record this song. But we didn't ever want to show up and not, show you know, up. meet the challenge of that song. Right. And let you guys down because yeah. you guys worked. We knew to a tiny extent, not the full extent of how much time and work and energy you were all putting in to every single record that we were doing. Yeah. And so it did. It was inspiring. Yeah. I got excited to go. Yes. I mean, also for me, because I'm like, I come from music. I was very, very excited because we got to work with people who cared. Right. And, you know, go right. in there and like, 
no, this mic isn't right after 10 minutes. And they'd switch the mic out because right. and those little things meant a lot to me. And we'd notice those things. And mm-hmm. especially like working with people post Glee where oh, gosh. embracing mediocrity is definitely like the thing mm-hmm. where. Or they we, just don't know. Exactly. Right. Well, exactly. They don't know any better. Exactly. That's the thing about Glee. We were so lucky. At, like uh, most of the people we worked with were at the top of their game. Like even like Andrew Mitchell. Like you'll never work with a Steadicam operator like him mm-hmm. if you're doing a musical number ever. He is just one of a kind. So it's there. We were so lucky to be able to work with everybody in each department who were at the top of their game, and we all most of the time tried to do the best work we possibly could. Yeah. Sometimes we. It in. But the music was generally like the thing that I I cared the most about because mm-hmm. it was the thing I knew probably the less the the least about, and so I felt challenged because I knew the least about it. I knew that I was going to be challenged going into the studio, not just kind of like throwing my crazy vibrato and you know musical theater tone on everything. It's like rec- the recording studio is a totally separate skill than yeah. just singing yeah. on a stage. So that was um, we we cared a lot. I mm-hmm. think about especially about the music. Yeah. Um, so yeah. before we let you go, Tim, I want to know your least favorite song. Oh, <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> oh, let me think about that. Cognum style. I'll think about that. <laughs> Why you ask? What the fox say? Yeah, ask the good question, <laughs> I love Jenna. That. Well, <laughs> Jenna, ask yeah, the good question while he thinks about his least favorite song. Um, no, I was just curious. Um, we've been asking recently. We've been asking guests like, what the, what is the feeling that Glee has left you with over the years? Oh my goodness. Gratitude. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have been put in this situation, allowed in a situation that used every tool that I had in my toolbox. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. it was challenging 24 <laughs> seven musically, relationally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Personally, just like managing myself, managing my emotions, managing the people that were under me, managing the singers, managing the personalities. Um, Yeah. Gosh, I grew so much. I'm just seriously, the biggest word is gratitude. I'm I'm just so grateful to have done it and to met all the people that I have and worked at such a high level. There will never be another Glee. There never was anything before it, especially for singers in this community. Mm. There never will be again because mm-hmm. no one's going to spend that money. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Very true. And um, I, I just want to, just a little like addition, another job that Tim had that I just remembered is that when we were setting up the first tour, guess who was also there? Tim. During our rehearsals, <laughs> teaching oh, us how right, to do the door. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh, he was there all the time. He was. He there. did everything. I well, have those a, were his arrangements. <laughs> I have a really uh, special memory too. Is when we went to the Phillies game and you guys sang the national anthem. National anthem. Yeah, we just talked about that. That yeah. was really cool. Really, really cool. Did you do that arrangement Amber. as well? Yeah, that arrangement. Yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. Watching Amber just. <laughs> We were just there to support Amber. Yeah, we, we really were. <laughs> really, we were just supposed to look cute. <laughs> uh, Tim, you're the you're the best. It was really 
so wonderful to chat with you and like really good to see you. Um, Super honored that you guys had me on this. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you really couldn't do it without you. The sweetest soul. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending so much time with us and opening up. We love you. Thanks, you guys. Say hi to the fam for us. Take care. The sweetest man. The sweetest. Thank you, Tim, for coming on here and talking. And like, how? How did he do that for so long? I I honestly don't know. I am actually really surprised that the amount of time and the amount that he did, we saw some like just a fraction iota of it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I feel, and and again, like that was his attitude the whole time on during the show. Like you know, he never showed Mm-mm. when he would break down and cry no. on the side of the road. Like, Constant professional. Yeah. No. Truly. And. um but he cared. You can tell he cared mm-hmm. a lot. And, and he was having to manage a lot of personalities as well. Definitely. And definitely. he was. And multiple people, like different mm-hmm. groups of people from the studio singers and the guide singers and mm-hmm. then the producers and us. And, you know, that's a lot. I have to say, I'm sure you feel the same way that doing this podcast, being able to discuss at length with a lot of our cast members and crew members that how little... I really knew? knew about yeah. what everybody was doing because There's we just were so many all, moving parts. Yeah, and I I don't think I yeah like I, I knew to an extent of what Tim was doing, but but we really not didn't fully. Know. No, That's I feel amazing. like in my head I didn't even know he was doing the arrangements until the Christmas album, right? Because he was there. Well, and I also didn't know that he did all those. Um, he was doing all the art, like the orchestrations, uh, voices, like the vocals on the um, the intros and all yeah, that from the, Jimmy. Like that's crazy. Score. Yeah. Wow. Tim also has a great um, podcast. So really good guests. Yes, incredible guests. So just go look up. Tim I'm Davis waiting for my invite <laughs> and consume everything he does. Um, uh, he's wonderful. Join us next week. Thank you guys for listening again and hanging out with us. And that's what you really missed. <gasps> I took it. It's fine, Jenna. <laughs> I took it in the beginning. So, <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening. And follow us on Instagram at and that's what you really miss pod. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. See you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.